1: Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. We welcome you on today's episode as we continue our series on the attributes of God. The attributes of God. What is God like? Uh, What does God desire? Uh, What does God reject? Uh, What is God's disposition? What is he like? What does the Bible say God is like? Not what men are saying, but what is the Bible saying that God is like? What are the things that God approves of? What are the things that God has denounced? What are the things that God has defined? What are the parameters? Um, What is the ontological questions that surround God? Meaning, who is God? What is his nature? What is his beingness? Uh, for the last few weeks, we've been going through uh, God's goodness, God's justice, God's mercy, his immutability, his holiness, God's eternality, God's sovereignty, his love, his self-existentness that we call a and then today's episode we want to deal with God's omniscience. This is a, the uh, last few lists deals with the omnis, uh, the omni, uh, omniscience of God and then the omnipresence of God. We'll deal with that in a few weeks. And then God's omnipotence. So for today's episode, we want to deal with God's omniscience. And so for many of you, you've heard this term uh, either in Bible study, you've heard it during worship service, Uh, You might have read it in a commentary or you might have read it in your own Bible um, based on the footnotes cross reference section or the uh, the annotations in your Bible. But however you've heard in terms of God's uh, omniscience. We need to make sure that we're testing the spirit by the spirit, as John reminds us to do Uh, God, as I've been saying for the last few weeks. He's holy other. God is not like us. He's holy other. He is eternal. Um, God doesn't have any potentiality. God is fully actual. We're dealing with divinity. And as such, because we're not divine, it is to our benefit that we aggressively pursue to learn more about God because of his uniqueness because of his holy otherness. We must conform to his ways and it's not the other way around. Uh, God does not conform to us and the image you may have of God ought to be consistent with how God views himself. So, uh, all of this humanistic theology about God knows my heart and, um, God, uh, uh, I'm a believer, but I want to do what I want to do. All of that is delusional. It is it's, it's, it's fallacious in the sense that um, it's not going to bring us anywhere to try to put God in our box because God cannot be changed. God's nature cannot be changed. God says he swears by himself, which means that there's no one else else that can change who God is. God is who he is. God is the alpha and omega. God is the beginning and the end. God is eternal. God is goodness. God is mercy. God is just. So that's who God is. And we know this because uh, the Bible reveals that to us. That's why we've been uh, methodical in our approach to look at the scriptures to try to connect these terms that we often use for God. And I hope that as you're going through this series, that you're growing, that you are learning more about what the Bible says about God versus what you've heard from man. Um, Sometimes we talk to other Christians and they give us suggestions. They give us their insights. They give us what they think, but sometimes what they think is not consistent with what the Bible is saying, and especially when it comes to doctrine. The doctrine of God must be viewed in a biblical light. The doctrine concerning God cannot be manipulated. We can't take away from what the word is already saying about God, and we can't put into it what the word is not saying about God. So on today's episode, we want to clearly uh, unpack this doctrine of God's omniscience, Uh, And it's spelled omni, O-M-N-I, science, S-I-E-N-C-E, omniscience. And we want to know what this word means. What are theologians trying to tell us about God? Why is this word used concerning God? In Genesis 6 and 5, we read the following. Uh, The Lord says, uh, the Lord saw How great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. And this is an indication that God is so knowledgeable, right? He has infinite knowledge that God uh, can see wickedness of the human heart. God can see your heart. God can see what your thoughts are. God can judge your motives. God deals in the supernatural. He's he's not just dealing with the physical. God can see even motions. God can uh, see motives. God can see um, uh, the spiritual realm. God can see thoughts. That's the type of God we serve. Uh, We serve a God that's all-knowing. When Jesus Uh, saw uh, Nathaniel when he first met up with Nathaniel, he said, I saw you when you was underneath the tree. So, God the Son has the same attributes as God the Father, uh, which is he's all-knowing. God knows the heart. This is why it's important that we are sincere with God. When we go to God and, and pray to him, we have to be totally transparent. The... Uh, The the, the word iniquity, part of it deals with unconfessed sins, things that you know you're doing, but you haven't reported to God. And you dare to go to God as, as if nothing is happening with you when God already sees it. God is there when the sin has been conceived in the heart. God knows it. So the Lord According to Genesis 6 and 5, the Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. And this is God working with Noah to prepare uh, and use him uh, as, as a conduit for salvation of the hum, of human race. It's very important that we look at the scriptures when we talk about God knowing everything. Uh, conversely, there are groups of so-called, um, religious, uh, leaders who dare to say that God doesn't know everything. They dare to say that God doesn't know something unless we do it. Then God goes, aha, that's what's going on. And they use scriptures to try to argue their position, but what's happening is they are perverting scriptures for their own use. They are scripture twisting. They are um, not practicing the doctrine of hermeneutics. These individuals are basically using scripture and twisting it to fit their argument. God knows everything. And if God ceases to know something, then he's not God. God knows everything. Job 36 and 4. It says, be assured that my words are not false. One who has perfect knowledge is with you. God has perfect knowledge. God knows everything from yesterday, today, and and tomorrow. And you may be asking yourself, well, if God knows everything, then why do I need to pray? Because prayer is for us. Prayer uh, allows us to get some clarity. Prayer is not for God. Prayer is for us. We talk to him so that he may impart to us what we need to know. And God wants to make sure that uh, in talking to us, he's able to share with us what he needs to share. But when we talk to him, there are some rules. There's rules in prayer, which is transparency. Full transparency is warranted when we're talking to God. Full transparency is needed when we're talking to God. To go to God and not be fully transparent is to only hurt yourself. God, the chief physician, is all knowledgeable. God, the Alpha and Omega, is all knowledgeable. So he has perfect knowledge, not imperfect. God has perfect knowledge of all things. Things that exist, things that have yet to exist, things that existed. God has knowledge of everything. God has knowledge of himself, and as a result, that is extended to us in terms of uh, us learning on a finite level what we need to learn, but God already knows all things on an infinite level. So, Job 36 and 4 is true. God has perfect knowledge. Psalms 139 verses 2 through 4, and Psalms 139, as many of you already know, It's a passage that deals with us before we were born. And in Psalms 139, verses 2 through 4, it says, You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. So, the psalmist is basically telling us that God is omniscient. God knows everything. He knows when you're going to sit down. He knows when you stand up. He knows when even there's a perception uh, going on in your, in your mind. Even before the thoughts are formed, God knows what you're going to think about. Even before you conceive that thing in your heart, God knows that you are going to go through with it, even before uh that thought pops in your mind, God knows that you're going to resist the devil, and he will flee, he knows everything he knows he knows uh the 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 words that form your syllogisms god God knows everything God knows uh what happened years back uh generational wise God knows the why in your family sometimes we ask the question Lord. Why did this happen in my family and how did it happen? And God has full knowledge of all those things. He has perfect knowledge as we learn in Job. So he knows uh, who's going to reign. He knows what kingdoms are going to fall. He knows what kingdoms are going to be uh, selected or uh, erected. Uh, God knows all these things. And because he knows everything, it is to our benefit to approach His throne of mercy. Psalms 147 verse 4 through 5. The psalmist writes, He determines the number of the stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. He determines the number of the stars and calls them each by name. That's the type of God we serve. God knows everything. Each star that hangs in the sky, he knows each one of them. And then we learn that he knows them intimately because he knows them by name. And how does God know them by name? Because he has perfect knowledge and he created them. And if God knows each stars by their name, then I know he's not going to be confused when I approach his throne of mercy. God is not going to confuse my situation with your situation. Because he's God. God is not going to all automatically or, or randomly uh, become uh, an am- amnesiac. He, he's not going to just forget. God never forgets. God never transposes my issues with your issues. God knows everybody's problems. And guess what? He has an answer for everybody that asks. So God is approachable. God is the one we need to talk to first about all situations because he is the perfect person to talk to. When we talk to God, he He He, he put it in a correct context. He takes the past, he takes the future, he takes the nowness, and he considers all of that when he's responding back to you. So, when God is telling you wait or if God is telling you no, it makes no sense to uh, try to circumvent what he's trying to tell you because what he's trying to tell you is always rooted in love. Even when God chastised us, as we said before in previous episode, it is rooted in his love for us. So when God deals with us, he's dealing with us from all, uh, from a fully complete paradigm from yesterday, from today, and tomorrow. Nobody else can do that. Nobody else can operate. Uh, on you or deal with you the way that God can deal with you. God is dealing with a set of uh, realities that men cannot deal with. God is dealing with us with capabilities that men don't have. No one has the capabilities that God has. God is fully knowledgeable. There's never a point where God is not in the know. God knows everything. He determines the number of the stars, Psalm 147, verses 4 through 5. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. God's understanding is limitless. He knows everything. He understands everything. God is holy other. Isaiah 40, verse 28. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. The creator of the ends of the earth, he will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. So God's understanding, as I said before, it's like no one else. It's, no, it's like no one else. So, again, it's important for us to learn his ways so we can go his way. It's important for us to learn um, his, his, his temperament. Because God is not going to adjust to us. We need to adjust to him. God, him being fully knowledgeable is reassuring. It's reassuring because he'll never forget. He'll never forget. He'll never forget the things that we told him. He'll never forget the secrets that we've shared with him. He'll never forget how how faithful you've been. He'll never forget, and, and, and he'll never forget his covenants. When God promises that he'll cast our sins as, uh, as far from the west, from the east, he means it. He's not going to forget it. We're the ones that forget things like God's assurances to us. We're the ones that stray away from uh, the faithful God. We're the ones. God being fully knowledgeable should be reassuring and don't look at it as a punitive thing. It's it's rewarding. It's rewarding to know we serve a God that's all knowledgeable. And because it's all knowledgeable, he sees the strategies of the enemy. God knows how the enemy is trying to throw you off track. God knows how temptation can be used to throw you off track. And because God sees what's going on in the spiritual realm, this is why I find it reassuring. God sees what's going on, not just in the physical, but in the spiritual realm. And when I talk to him, he helps us to fight in the spiritual realm. Things that my eyes can't see, we see God handling it on our behalf. Amen. And if we fight the battle the right way, God will respond accordingly. Matthew 10, verses 29 through 30. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. God even knows how much hair follicles that we have. God knows every Uh, single hair you have on your head, just like he knows the stars and and he call them by name. God knows every single follicle in your hair. Or if you're bald, God knows uh, every single follicle you had in your head. God knows everything. And if God can take care of nature, he definitely can take care of us. His ability to know everything is an advantage, not a disadvantage. So we should praise him. We should praise him for who he is and what he has done and what he promises to do. This is the type of God we serve. He's fully knowledgeable. He has perfect knowledge. He knows us intimately. And because he, he has perfect knowledge, he's able to deal with us on a whole nother level. Romans 8, 29. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. So this is dealing with predestination. And God knew. He knew us even before we were uh, in our mother's womb. And then when we were in our mother's womb, Psalm 39 is an example. God knew us. God foreknew us. God God knew that you would be here. God knew what family you were born into. God knew all the trials and tribulations you would have to face in your lifetime. God still knows. And because God knows everything, he is in the perfect position to give us the right artillery to fight this battle that we're in. He can be trusted. Trust God because he has perfect knowledge. Many of us Uh, go to therapists and counselors and psychotherapists and uh, whatever else, psychological counselor you can uh, find. But they can't compare to God. Every human counselor has their own blind spots. Every human counselor has their own disabilities. But God has no disability. God has no blind spot. Every human counselor Has to be told what's going on. We tell the counselor, this is going on. This is what happened. But when we approach God, even before we say anything, he already knows. He already knows. That's the advantage of going to God first. So we thank God for his full and perfect knowledge. Ephesians 1 and 11. In him, we were also chosen having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purposes of his will. So we are talking once again in Ephesians, just like Romans eight we're talking about predestination as it relates to salvation. God knows who's going to say yes to his son. God knows who's going to say no to his son. God knows when we're going to say yes. And God knows when we're going to reject. So God already knows Who's going to accept his son as Lord and Savior? And he already knows who's going to reject him, uh, his son, as Lord and Savior. So that's the doctrine of God's perfect knowledge that we called omniscience, the doctrine of omniscience, God uh, all-knowingness, all-knowledgeable. That's who God is. And I thank him for his ability to know what's going on with me even before I start confessing. Well, we pray that you've learned something on this episode. Uh, we pray uh, that God continue to sustain and bless you. Uh, we pray that you're able to use these doctrines and draw closer to God. For those of you praying for us, please continue to lift us up in prayer that this ministry will continue to train and bless Christians. And we want to thank you all that have been listening to our podcast Uh, Just a few weeks ago, we received notice that our podcast, uh, Sound Reasoning, uh, was cataloged as number 28 in the the feed spot, 100 Top Christian Podcasts. So you all made it possible. Thank you for your support. May the Lord be with you. And remember to continue to do for the truth what so many people do for a lot. God bless.